Hello, thanks for joining me, your friendly neighborhood witch doctor. Today, I wanna to talk about stress. I know we all know stress, but do you actually really know stress? I mean, people talk about it all the time. Oh my God, I am so stressed out. Oh my God, she is stressing me the fuck out. Stress. But what exactly is it? I'm gonna start with a brief overview courtesy of the National Institute of Mental Health. Stress is how the brain and body respond to any demand, any type of challenge such as performance at work or school, a significant life change, or a traumatic event can be stressful. Stress can affect your health. It is important to pay attention to how you deal with minor and major stressors. Here are five things to know about stress. One, stress affects everyone. Everyone experiences stress from time to time. There are different types of stress, all of which carry physical and mental health risks. A stressor may be a one-time or short-term occurrence, or it can happen repeatedly over a long time. Some people may cope with stress more effectively and recover from stressful events more quickly than others. Some examples of stress include routine stress related to the pressures of school, work, family, and or other daily responsibilities. Or it could be stress brought about by a sudden negative change, such as losing a job, divorce, or illness. Or a traumatic stress experienced during an event such as a major accident, war, assault, or natural disaster where people may be in danger of being seriously hurt or killed. I mean, look at what's happening to the world around us right now. We are all surviving a global pandemic. Two, not all stress is bad. In a dangerous situation, stress signals the body to prepare to face a threat or flee to safety. In these situations, your pulse quickens, you breathe faster, your muscles tense, and your brain uses more oxygen and increases activity, all functions aimed at survival and in response to stress. In non-life-threatening situations, stress can motivate people, such as when they need to take a test or interview for a new job. Three. Long-term stress can harm your health. Coping with the impact of chronic stress can be challenging. Because the source of long-term stress is more constant than acute stress, the body never receives a clear signal to return to normal functioning. With chronic stress, those same life-saving reactions in the body can disturb the immune, digestive, cardiovascular, sleep, and reproductive systems. Some people may experience mainly digestive symptoms, while others may have headaches, sleeplessness, sadness, anger, or irritability. Over time, continued strain on your body from stress may contribute to serious health problems such as heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, and other illnesses, including mental disorders such as depression or anxiety. Four, there are ways to manage stress. If you take practical steps to manage your stress, you may reduce the risk of negative health effects, but We'll get to some of those in a little bit. Five, if you feel overwhelmed by stress, ask for help from a health professional. You should seek help right away if you have suicidal thoughts, are overwhelmed, feel you cannot cope, or are using drugs or alcohol more frequently as a result of stress. Your doctor may be able to provide a recommendation. You can find resources to help you find a mental health provider by visiting www.nimh.nih 
www.gov slash find help. Now, some common effects of stress can be noticed in three groups, body, mood, and behavior. Let's start with the effects on the body. Headache, muscle tension or pain, chest pain, fatigue, stomach upset, sleep problems, change in sex drive. Um, some effects on your mood are generally anxiety, restlessness, lack of motivation or focus, feeling overwhelmed, irritability or anger, and sadness or depression. And lastly, the typical effects of stress on your behavior are overeating or undereating, angry outbursts, drug or alcohol misuse, tobacco use, social withdrawal, and or exercising less. Stress is usually acute or chronic, and chronic stress blurs the lines into anxiety as well. When you have chronic stress, your body stays alert all the damn time. How could this not cause more problems like high blood pressure, um, heart disease, diabetes, obesity, depression and or anxiety? Uh, let's not forget the skin issues like acne or eczema, and in females, menstrual problems, and in males, erectile dysfunction, and for both, lowered sex drive. Some symptoms that you can note for stress, diarrhea or constipation, forgetfulness, frequent aches and pains, headaches, lack of energy or focus, sexual problems, stiff jaw or neck, tiredness, trouble sleeping or sleeping too much, upset stomach, weight loss or gain. So that's a whole laundry list of things, but they're pretty basic. And especially right now with everything that we are going through, I can circle about two or three of the symptoms that I just mentioned that I'm starting to exhibit as well. Now, I've thoroughly scared you guys. So let's look at the top 10 stressors. One, death of spouse. Two, divorce. Three, separation. Four, imprisonment. Five, death of a close family member. Six, injury or illness. Seven, marriage. Eight, job loss. Nine, marriage reconciliation. And 10, retirement. Now, one of the things I notice frequently in my practice, as well as in my personal life, is actually not on the list. And that one is caregiver stress. The demands of caregiving can be overwhelming, especially if you feel that you're in over your head or have little control of the situation. Now, add in the sneaky little companion of caregiver stress called guilt, guilt for feeling overwhelmed or feeling stressed out over the situation, it just becomes a crazy, chaotic time. Western medicine recommends lifestyle measures and self-care techniques to help manage stress, such as exercise and nutrition, breathing and relaxing, meditate, and also talking. These are all really great techniques to manage stress, but what if it just isn't enough? Recent research indicates that exercise is the go-to for stress and anxiety, but it might not be the solution to your stress related to the current pandemic. 
Researchers found that in over 900 pairs of identical and fraternal twins, those who had a decline in physical activity levels reported higher levels of stress and anxiety. Duh, we already knew that. But here's what they didn't expect. They found that there was a higher level of stress and anxiety by those who boosted their physical activity. So pretty much, what the fuck? What now? Don't you worry. Never fear, the witch doctor and Eastern medicine is here. I know, that's really bad and really cringy, but bear with me, okay? Western medicine has research that indicates acupuncture can be of, <clears throat> now, I quote, therapeutic value in the management of stress, anxiety, depression, and associated health problems. Psychological health problems like anxiety and depression are thought to be caused by low levels of the body's mood-enhancing chemicals or neurotransmitters such as dopamine, noradrenaline, serotonin, and GABA. Acupuncture has been proven to enhance the levels of these neurotransmitters, end quote. That's a whole lot of words to just say, you know what? Acupuncture actually fucking works. But they don't tell you why or how, do they? That's okay. That's what I'm here for. In Eastern medicine, human emotions are closely related to the organs. The liver, whose main function is to store blood and maintain the smooth flow of chi throughout the body, is predominantly associated with stress. Negative emotions like anger and sadness can directly affect the liver, causing chi stagnation and disrupting the flow of energy. Acupuncture can also eliminate internal heat or fire. Late nights and irregular eating habits can put us under intense stress the untreated stagnation of liver chi will generate internal fire, which may travel upwards to the head region and disturb sleep, suppress appetite, or cause other disharmonies. Ah, this next one is my personal favorite, and actually my area of expertise, if I may say so myself, which is calm the shen. Shen can be interpreted as spirit or mind. When your shen is at peace, your body will return to its harmonious state. Simple, huh? Now next is nourish the heart. This is interesting because the heart is said to house the shen and master the organs. The health of the heart affects the shen and can cause emotional disorder and dis-ease. And lastly, for qi and blood circulation, we recommend tai chi, yoga, and qigong. They're famous for meditation and breathing while promoting relaxation. Guys, I know I threw a whole lot of shit at you, but it's like this. If you happen to fall upon this naturally flowing river, the air is fresh and crisp, just feels clean. But if you go to a stagnant swamp, the air is muggy, hot, stinky, gross, just all those emotions that you don't want to be caught in. Stress is like the log that cuts off a river's flow. Unless the log is removed, the river will start to collect stagnant water and eventually A, overflow somewhere else, or B, rot and create heat. You kind of see where I'm going with this? Guys, look, everyone has stress. 
We had stress before the pandemic, and guess what? We're gonna have stress even after the pandemic. So what do you do? Find an acupuncturist or Eastern medical doctor like me or a therapist or talk to your primary care provider for help. Let's stop, you know, stressing out. If you were wondering how serious I am about mental health, stress, emotional disorders, and anxiety, join my watch party this Wednesday, September 23rd, where I, Dr. Michelle Hahn, the fucking witch doctor, will be talking at the 75th annual United Nations General Assembly about mental health in Eastern and Western medicine. They knew that this was super important, that they had me come on this discussion to talk about it. For more details, or if you have any questions or comments for me, connect with me on Instagram at dr.michellehan. So that's at dr.michellehan. And until then, witch doctor, out.